The Truth and Love Ministry is pleased to present Truth and Love Radio with former Muslim and now Christian pastor Sharam Hadian. Sharam is from Iran and is now a proud U.S. citizen living in Washington State. In addition to being a pastor and conference speaker, he is also the host of the weekly television program Till TV. And now, here is your host, Sharam Hadian. Well, thank you for joining us today here on Truth and Love Radio. This is Pastor Sharam Hadian. And uh, we're grateful that you can be with us. Uh, we have a, a great show, hopefully, for you today, uh, titled, Will Social Justice Pastors Defeat Donald Trump in the 2020 Election? Will Social Justice Pastors Help to Defeat Donald Trump? And so uh, I'll go into a bit of a description for you here in a minute. But um, again, thank you for being with us. Thank you for joining us on um, this program and being a part of the ministry. Of course, if you uh, are on our website at tilproject.com we encourage you to look around we have lots of resources and and um, and materials we, we we thank you for your prayers we cover your prayers in the battle that we are in and also um, if you'd like to support the ministry um, there are links there to be able to do that to, to support the work that we're trying to do all to ultimately equip the body of Christ and bring glory and and, and focus to the name of the Lord Jesus Christ um, we are um, we're excited to be back with you, and I wanted to give you a couple updates. The ministry's been very busy the last few months. We've been doing a lot of traveling. I just got back from Minnesota and Michigan, South Dakota, Colorado, uh, Missouri. So we've been all over the place the last few months, and um, some amazing things happening, lots of opposition, some of it surprising, some of it not, and I'll share that with you on the program as well. Of course, also, we have a big change in our family. Some of you may have been following the fact that uh, we, back in April, early April, we had our third, um, I'm sorry, third, our fifth child, our second daughter, and her name is Amaya Michelle Hadian. And so I have three boys and two girls now, and I'm extremely blessed and grateful to the Lord for how he has multiplied my family. Um, I, I'm grateful for my wife, Michelle so, you know, life has been very busy, not a lot of sleep lately, um, some, you know, some some broken sleep over the last few months, but all good. It's all just incredible. It's a gift, and we're grateful that the Lord continues to multiply, and both in the ministry and in our family. So with that, let me give you the subtitle for our talk today, and I want to get into giving you some examples of some of the opposition we're getting um, from these very groups that I'm going to be talking about today. So here's the subtitle. The Democrat National Committee and Democrat presidential hopefuls are recruiting, reaching out to, snatching up social justice pastors to help them win the vote in 2020. These same social justice pastors are very much behind the driving force of the interfaith movement that is propelling states like Minnesota, like Michigan and others, potentially to Islam's upper house, where criminal behavior sanctioned by Islamic law or Sharia is no longer denied or defended, but openly promoted. I'm also going to share with you on these programs uh, eight indicators, signs that I have come up with to look at as evidence and determine is a particular city, community, city, or state or nation preparing or transitioning to the upper house of Islam 
called Dar al-Islam or the House of Surrender. And finally, will we find pastors, Christian leaders, pastors, and Christians brave enough to join us in the fight, to join us in the battle that we are in for our nation and more importantly for the church and the gospel of Jesus Christ. Again, our ministry, the Truth and Love ministry, is focused on speaking the truth and love. Particularly, we focus on the issue of Islam because I am a former Muslim, became a Christian 20 years ago. In fact, I just celebrated my 20th spiritual birthday this June. Praise God. What a gift. I cannot give, tell you how grateful I am that the Lord rescued me out of the darkness of Islam and into the light of Christianity and the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ is the way, the truth, and the life. No man can come to the Father but through him. But in order for us to proclaim the gospel, in order for us to win the loss, in order for us to seek revival in our nation and revival in the church, we have opposition. We have to work through opposition. And the opposition isn't just from the world, which would be expected. The opposition is coming from those within the church, so-called Christians. And I've talked about this many, many, many times. But we're now going to look at specific examples of how um, the social justice church, social gospel-driven churches, social justice warriors are partnering with Muslim advocates, the Islamic community, to push not only, as I said, the interfaith tactic, ecumenicalism, but to push a political agenda that ultimately will lead to the overthrow of this nation to the, to, or to the downfall of this nation, maybe overthrow is a bit of a strong word, and, and to the loss of our freedoms, which is what we're already witnessing. So let me give you a verse that I want to share with you that I believe is very poignant in what we're witnessing today. How many of you out there believe that we are in the last days? I think most of us who are Bible-believing, uh, seeking prophecy, seeking discernment of the Holy Spirit, would recognize that we're in the last days. And this is, to some extent, the condition that we are in in our nation is nothing new because Israel found itself, the Jewish people found itself back in the Old Testament in the same place when they had rebelled against God, when they had turned away from God, and they had begun to worship and follow false things, false practices, false uh, prophecy, false idols, false teaching, and ultimately a false god. And so in the book of Isaiah, chapter 59, the Lord gives a, a, a prophecy or warning about how sin separates us from God. He talks about that, um, uh, that there's a lack of justice in the land. And in verse, uh, let's see here, in verse uh, 19, after the Lord has just said in verse 18 that according to their deeds, accordingly he will repay. Fury to his adversaries, recompense to his enemies. To the islands he will re repay recompense. That the Lord is the, is the God of vengeance. The Lord is a God of justice. The Lord is jealous for his glory. We, we are not to repay evil with evil. We are not to repay uh, evil with 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 vengeance but the lord is the one who exacts justice and vengeance so in verse 19 he says so they 
So shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. Let me read that one more time. When the enemy shall come in like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him. So two questions I have is one, is the enemy coming in like a flood in, in this nation and particularly within the church? And two, do you see a standard being raised up? And three, we could say, what is that standard or who holds that standard today? In the context of Isaiah 59, the Lord was talking about the nation Israel as a national entity. In the context of application today, what is the standard? The church and the word of God. The word of God that is supposed to be lived out by the church of Jesus Christ is the standard. In fact, in the Hebrew, that word standard is very interesting because it is actually a word that defines almost as the word flee. So the concept is that when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Lord raises up his word, the this, this, this standard, and, and the standard or the word is to point to the flood, to the things that are flooding, and therefore people would flee from the flood, from that very thing that is coming in to destroy, people would flee. If there is no standard, then there is no warning for people to flee. And if there is no warning, then people perish for a lack of knowing, for a lack of knowledge. The church of Jesus Christ, as we're told by Jesus, when he told Peter that on this rock I have built my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. That's a promise. But if the church doesn't stand, then there's nothing opposing the gates of hell. Or in the case of the social justice warriors, the social justice church, if the church is completely compromised and preaching a false gospel, then we will pay the price, not just in the church spiritually, but also nationally. So now let's go to the, to the premise of our talk tonight about the fact that could social justice pastors and Christians play a role in defeating Donald Trump in 2020, and for those of us who who recognize and believe that President Trump's election and victory was a divine hand of God, was a reprieve from the Lord, as a stay of execution upon our nation, those of us who would recognize that this is a man that rough around the edges and things sometimes he says that we may or may not agree with, but this is a man that is trying to hear the voice of God. He has counsel around him that are godly. And this is a man that God is, is using as almost like a bull in the china shop to come against the powers to be, to come against the swamp, to expose the wickedness in our nation and give us a chance and time to turn back. And we know that the turning back can only come from revival and revival can only happen if there is repentance and repentance can only come if there is the preaching of the word of god in order to allow the holy spirit to bring conviction of sin so without the preaching of the word of god and the gospel being preached there cannot be repentance 
and without repentance there cannot be revival. But in order to do that, we need time. We are so late in the game in this nation. The progressives, the 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 the, the Marxists, the socialists, the communists, the Islamists—they have such a foothold in this nation that we are late in the game. And so, we got to expose what is going on, and that's what's going to be shocking. I just did a radio show uh, on this with some other folks uh, called. Um, a program they have called Sharia Crime Stroppers. And I thought, you know what? I need to do our show on this as well. I need to break this down even further than I was maybe able to do on the radio show. So again, Isaiah 59 is telling us that when the, when these floods are coming in, the Church of Jesus Christ, I believe, is to be that standard to raise the Word of God up, to raise the Gospel up. And by the way, again, as I said before, revival has to happen in the house of the Lord first. So here is um, a headline for you. Um, Democrat Party hires far-left pastor to recruit evangelicals to aid them in the 2020 campaign. Let me just repeat that. Democrat Party hires far-left pastor to recruit evangelicals to help them in their effort to win 2020, um, the White House in 2020, and the Senate. So the Democrat Party, which, by the way, in 2016... um, only one in six evangelicals voted for Donald uh, voted for Hillary Clinton. Five out of six that voted voted for Donald Trump. That's about the it was about eighty percent of the of the white evangelicals that voted voted for Trump. Now, astonishingly, there was still about forty percent or so of all evangelicals. Now that's across the spectrum because you know the word evangelical can be very broad. But about forty percent still didn't vote. But of the of the sixty percent or so that did vote, the, the, the a huge majority, over eighty percent, went to, to to President Trump. And we saw in twenty eighteen that there were efforts, and I'll talk about this, called uh, "Vote the Common Good." There were efforts that worked to undermine support of the Republican Party and Trump ultimately in order to flip the House of Representatives. And we saw many uh, state houses also flip as a result of um, things shifting. And so the first story here is that the Democrat Party has hired Reverend Derek Harkins, who is a strong opponent of President Trump. Uh, The reason being so that they saw in 2016 the, the, the damage that evangelicals did in not allowing crooked Hillary to become president, thank God. And so this this one in six number was very troubling to them. And this guy supposedly Harkins is supposed to be the guy that's supposed to uh, talk about social issues uh, and you know raise support within the evangelical community supposedly to turn from their support of Trump and Republicans to Democrats. Now, he is a longtime pastor of 19th Street Baptist Church. Um, he also became senior vice president of Union Theological Seminary in New York City. While Harkins established his far-left credentials as pastor by hosting and promoting the Obamas and promoting leftist political views from the pulpit, he sealed them by going to Union Theological Seminary. Most recently, the president of Union, Serene Jones, who had hired Harkins, spoke publicly about, quote, rejoicing in the queerness of God. You heard me right, in the queerness of God. That should give you an indicator of the things that they're pushing. So the idea here is that this guy is going to give 
advice to the Democrat Party because the Democrat Party has a, has a, quote, God problem. Fox News says the Democrat has hired a faith outreach director to address the party's God problem. Fox News noted that in 2012, the last election the Democrats won, a headline from the convention read, quote, Democrats boo God. You remember that in 2012 at the Democrat National Convention when Obama was uh, renominated to run for president? That the Democrats booed God. In 2016, at their, um, uh, I believe at the convention, they heckled a preacher during the opening prayer. So it's a, it's a perception they've been trying to change since, especially in the 2020 campaign trail, end quote. Fox also knows that Democrat candidates are more and more inserting their own brand or claim of Christianity into their campaigns. Like you see with that uh, mayor of Indiana, uh, Bend, Indiana, Buttigieg, that, that, that you know, he's, he's an open homosexual, uh, married to a man, and claims that he's a Christian. And, and remember the spat between him and Vice President Pence where he claimed that he's more of a Christian than Pence is. Um, so the Democrat Party is a godless party with no objective morality, and all of a sudden they're trying to find God. Isn't it amazing? So um, you think that this outreach effort from the Democrat Party would be you know, effective and be one way. It's actually not. It's actually two ways. So the Democrat Party is reaching out to try to win this this sloth or, or or this 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 patch or whatever you want to call it of 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 evangelical voters who would vote for that but at the same time i want to bring your attention to something that is called vote common good that is the opposite meaning that this is where um, you have uh quote-unquote christians reaching out to the democrat party and saying let us help you turn things around Specifically, I was talking about this group, Vote Common Good, back in 2018, last year. Before the election, late summer, I began to talk about the fact that I was very concerned with the House of Representatives uh, federally. And I was very concerned, particularly with many swing districts that were being targeted. And they weren't just being targeted by the Democrats. They were being targeted by, quote unquote, evangelicals. So there's an article here, and here's the title. The title is Christian Group. Now, this is from the Christian Post. So Christian Group is, you know, take it for whatever it is. Christian Group launches nationwide, quote, revival tour to oppose Republicans in the midterm. You heard me right. Christian Group launches nationwide, quote, revival tour to oppose Republicans in the midterms. Now, again, I did several um, uh, sermons on this before the election, warning people about this danger. Unfortunately, it didn't work because I'll show you in a minute how much impact they had. Um, they had a rally. There's a picture I'm looking at, Allentown, Pennsylvania, October 2nd, 2018. They had a rally that is called From Fear of Faith, Vote Common Good. Well, From Fear of Faith is the language of the interfaith movement. The interfaith community uses this language all the time. Faith, fear over, uh, uh, or, or faith over fear, or uh, love over fear, or from fear to faith. So this is the language of the interfaith movement, and this movement was led by a Minnesota quote pastor named Doug Paget, and was fueled by opposition 
to Trump administration policies. Now, here's the ironic part. The ironic part is that these individuals who are these social justice warriors, social gospel-driven, quote-unquote, Christians and churches and pastors, they will attack us on our side by saying, you Christians on the right, quote-unquote, politically, are uh, politicizing the gospel. You are bringing politics into the church. You are making the gospel a political entity that it has no room for politics and stop it. In fact, when I was in Minnesota last last week, there was a one of these social justice warriors that showed up in one of my events and was accusing me of putting nationalism over the gospel, that I cared more about America than I did about souls. That's what he was accusing me of. Uh, just because we talk about our nation, we talk about protecting our nation, having sovereignty, having borders, um, he, you know, this is the attack that they bring. So um, going back to their argument, they claim we're not being political yet. The solutions that they want to bring about are absolutely all po- political. Here is their mission statement from their website, votecommongood.com. Again, votecommongood.com. you got to check it out because you won't believe the stuff they're talking about. So it says here, wake up, speak up, stand up. Together we can flip America for the common good. Now the common good is socialistic, communistic type of language, but it's also language that is used in the interfaith movement. The common word, common good, common word. It goes on to say, inspiring, energizing, and mobilizing people of faith to join the community of common good with their vote on November 3rd, 2020 by electing Democratic candidates to bring an end to the Trump administration and the Republican control of the Senate. So they've already flipped the House. They're trying to win the presidency and they're trying to flip the Senate for all Democrat. Now imagine a nation that would be controlled all Democrat. And imagine the Democrat platform that advocates for uh, queer God, LGBTQ, transgenderism, homosexual marriage. It advocates for uh, shutting down and and supporting policies that would shut down Christians and their rights to religious freedom. It advocates for abortion on demand. It advocates for infanticide now in several states that are democratically controlled and run. It advocates for the BDS movement that is anti-Israel, that is against the Jewish state, and uh, pro-Islam, on and on and on and on. Open borders, right? Open borders, pro-immigration, where it's all open borders. Uh, sanctuary cities. How about that? Sanctuary cities, lawless cities, the homeless camps. You look at San Francisco. You look at Seattle. You look at these cities that are governed by total, totally governed by Democrat policies. Look at the Democrat platform that advocates for these unrighteous, unbiblical policies. How can any Christian in their right mind vote for them for Democrats? Now, I've been the one of the most vocal. Uh, voices uh, speaking out against the cowardice in the Republican Party in many ways because there are many Republicans who run for office or are in office that will not stand on their own platform. Uh, and when I ran for governor in 2012, it was one of the things I was advocating is the Republicans, if you believe it, if, if you have a platform and you believe in it, stand in it, stand on it, run on it, stop hiding from your own platform. And so I, you know, this was a battle that we were in. So This vote common good led by this emergent church pastor, emergent church, which is totally um, against biblical Christianity, eradicating the majority of biblical Christianity in in many ways, heretical teaching. 
this emergent church quote pastor and and by the way i've decided that i'm not going to call these guys pastors anymore i've decided i'm going to use biblical terms and so in john chapter 10 when jesus talks about the difference between the true shepherd and the hireling he says the true shepherd the sign of the true shepherd is the one who's willing to lay down his life for the sheep the hireling is the one that when the wolves come he flees so I believe that these individuals are hirelings and wolves, not true shepherds. So they led an effort in 2018 where they won. They had multiple candidates in 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12 or so states that they targeted. These were targeted uh, districts in the House of Representatives that were swing districts that were vulnerable. They targeted these districts and they ran multiple candidates, all Democrats, all Democrats, keep in mind, no Republicans, not one Republican, all Democrats to flip Congress. Of the candidates that they ran, 16 candidates got elected. They flipped 16 seats in the House of Representatives, and those 16 seats led to the majority. If the Democrats did not have those 16 seats and the 16 seats went to the Republican way, that would be a swing of 32 votes, right? 16 one way, right? So if you have 16 one way, go to the middle, 16 the other way. And so you have a swing of 32 seats, and that would have given potentially control or would have uh, control of the House would have remained with Republicans. And again, please hear me. Not that the Republicans did a great job when uh, they had the House under Paul Ryan because they were in many ways spineless and useless. But the fact is that that I'm just showing the political power. So they got 16 of their people elected by by going around in an RV, city to city, doing these rallies. You know, uh, faith over fear. Uh, doing these rallies, vote common good, getting Christians to flip from any Republican uh, support and vote Democrat. And now they're trying to do the same thing to get President Trump removed from office. And so we don't have a lot of time in the program today. I'm going to come back to this on our next program. But when we ask the question, could social justice pastors help defeat Donald Trump in 2020? The answer should be a, a, a troubling, concerning, resounding yes, they could. Because they've already worked, these social justice pastors, and when we come back in the program next time, we'll talk about the likes of Russell Moore, Tim Keller, um, uh, David Platt, the Gospel Coalition, others who have already since 2016 been working with a very uh, anti-Trump message to, to remove evangelical support for President Trump and Republicans. So... They did it. They're going to try to do it again. And I'm very concerned for the 2020 election for one reason and one reason only. This type of, of, of effort by these social justice uh, f frauds who claim to be pastors and Christians who are trying to um, destroy this nation and ultimately destroy our freedoms. So how important is it for us Christians to rise up, pray, to, to not only engage culturally with the gospel, with a biblical justice gospel, but also to vote. Folks, I want to encourage you. We've got to educate our family, our friends, to vote their conscience and vote biblically. I'm not saying go out and vote Republican down the ticket. I'm saying vote your conscience biblically, according to biblical principles. So join, join us on the program next time. Thank you for being with us here on Truth and Love Radio. Thank you for your support. Thank you for your prayers. 
Again, visit us on the website, tillproject.com. This is Pastor Shram Hadian, and we'll see you next time. God bless you. Thank you for listening to Truth in Love Radio with Pastor Sharam Hadian. You can visit our website, order DVDs, subscribe to our podcast, or support the ministry at www.tilproject.com. Please join us next time for another installment of Truth in Love Radio.